Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everyone. It's your iconic bestie, Achiang. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast, The Queen's Archives. Each week, we welcome a special guest right here into the Queen's Quarters to laugh, shake some ass, drink some Prosecco, and get real, baby! Today's guest is the author of the best-selling travel book in the U.S. of A, a woman of the world, a tastemaker, and someone I am honored to not only call a friend, but a sister. Please welcome to the show, Jessica Nabongo! African sister. Hello, my East African sister. How you doing, boo? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. You're looking bright. You're looking, the skin is giving, the vibe is giving. Okay, your skin is skinning. Period. Okay. I'm so excited that you're here, babe. You know, we've been, we've been looking forward to this episode for sure. So I've given a little sprinkle, sprinkle, you know, intro of who you are, but madame, please tell us who is the Jessica Nabongo, baby. Let us know. Oh my gosh, who am I? Um... My name is Jessica. <laughs> I am an American-born Ugandan. I grew up in Detroit, um, so I'm still very Detroit. <laughs> Don't let any of this fool you. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, my claim to fame is that I'm the first black woman to visit every country in the world. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> <laughs> um, a feat that I completed in 2019, and um, since then, life has just been super fun, doing a whole bunch of really fun things. Like you mentioned, I published a book with National Geographic last year. So um, I interviewed the Vice President of the United States of America a couple Period. weeks ago. Wake that up, girl. Wait, let me ask you, was her silk press giving the way it's like always giving on TV? It was. Actually, I was like, okay, here. Okay, here, <laughs> I love it. But tell us more. Finish up, finish me. Um, yeah, and you know, I just feel like I, my superpower is creating the life that I want to live. And mm-hmm. what does that mean for me? It's a life of freedom where I have freedom of time, um, freedom of location, obviously financial freedom, mm-hmm. and just, you know, using everything I learned and sharing that with the world and hoping that other people create the lives that they want to live. Period, girl. Wake that up. Well, on today's episode, we are just going to be doing a Q&A because we look up to you here, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, Jessica, to me, you have been more than just an inspiration. You have sort of shown up in my life as someone I think of like as a big sister and the way you've given me advice about life and money and, and love and traveling and all those things. So today, we just want to experience you and ask questions. Um, the residents of the Queen's Archives have a few questions for you today, so I hope you're ready to answer, babe. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
So this is a question actually from me, me personally, okay? So I've seen and read that your Wednesday's your Wednesday prayers saying, "May your enemies choke on your wins." Hey, Lord. So do you think there's really enough people in the United States too who are prepared to do the Heimlich maneuver? Because for you it's blessings on blessings. It's wins on wins. Can you wake that up, baby? Are we prepared? Huh? You know what? Um, that is so funny. You know, so I was just at the Brooklyn Artist Ball the other night, and they were honoring the amazing photographer, um, Carrie Mae Weems. And in her speech, she began by saying, you know, good evening. I see my friends are here and my enemies, too. <laughs> and I just had to laugh. Because the thing is, like, our enemies are all around us. Period. Right? And we can't do anything about that. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm like, just keep winning and allow them to choke on those wins. Mm -hmm. You know, keep shining. Allow that light that you're shining to blind them because mm -hmm. they will continue to exist. Some of them will work to bring you down. But I think as long as you just focus on yourself, the enemies will fall by the wayside. Can you wake that up? Like you being in this industry as a black woman who is in travel, just killing it. Has it been difficult for you to sort of like find space and and like really just kind of grow like in terms of like ah, your enemies are in the room as well? What's that for you? Oh, child. Oh, my God. My enemies are in the room. But then there's so many rooms my enemies can't even enter, even if they try. Hey. And, you know, that's the reminder for me. Um, and I know some of my enemies are listening to this. So this one's for you. <laughs> um, I have been able to find space because I think for me, like, I'm grown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm? I'll, I'll be 39 very soon, which I cannot believe. But I have had so many lifetimes. I've worked corporate. I've worked public sector. I worked for the UN. I've lived in four countries outside of the US. I speak other languages. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm such a well-rounded person that I know this internet thing is not my everything. Mm -hmm. You know, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't have well-rounded lives. And beyond that, I have friendships in real life that go back 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for that because even you know when I go to DC for events I have my DC cohort group chat and all my friends always show up for me in DC show up for me in New York show up for me in um, in LA in London wherever I am I have my real friends in real life who know me before the internet before whatever reason people know me mm -hmm. and that's what keeps me grounded so I don't necessarily feel like I have to connect with other people in my space in particular because I have so many friends across multiple industry that I'm able to connect with and feel seen by and know I love them and they love me mm -hmm. and that's what keeps me grounded and I love that because honestly Jessica what you're doing is making history and it's true because you're really out here doing it for the girls so how does it feel to achieve what you have achieved and what advice would you give to someone who's just starting to live their best lives and live their lives for themselves yeah you know it's so crazy like because now it's been over three years since I finished. And of course, it's the thing when people introduce me, that's what people lead with. It feels amazing. It feels unreal. Sometimes I'm like, let's not lead with that. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, oftentimes I become the like most interesting person in the room. And I don't always want to be because I'm a people person. I love to learn about other people. So I'm like, let's just leave that little fact on the shelf mm -hmm. so that I can actually get to know other people without the focus on that. Um, so what I would say to people who are trying to craft a path for themselves is first and foremost, be inspired, but don't copy. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's really important because I get so many emails from people like, I want to travel to every country in the world. I want to be the first this to travel to every country in the world. First that. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think representation is important. But I always remind people like that was my personal goal. Mm -hmm. You know, it was my dream. I understood it. I did the things that I needed to do to make it happen. It wasn't easy. And I think the most important thing is making sure you're crystal clear about what your goals are and why those are your goals. Because the thing is, you're not gonna make money when you start doing things. People always hit me and they're like, how can I get paid to travel? Uh, It took me probably 15 years to get paid to travel. You know what I mean? I started my blog in 2009, Mm -hmm. pre all of this. And so I just really think it's important people to hone in on their passion, but really make sure that it's something authentic to them because that authenticity is going to help with the consistency over time. Mm -hmm. So when you're not making money, you should still be able to do the thing that you want to do because you actually enjoy it and you're not doing it for money. The reason my brand works and my love of travel works is because I'm not doing it for money. I never was. Mm -hmm. You know, the money is nice. I'm glad it came. We love that. But that's not why I ever started doing it. When you've just talked about this whole thing, I just remembered the way we met. And so I had written to Jessica, I don't know if you remember this, I had written to Jessica in 2016 or 17, because that's when I had started following her, and I said, girl, I really love you and I want to work for you. (laughs) You're looking for an assistant, I will do whatever. And the way you've just like kind of talked about this whole thing and just kind of how you're moving in this space, somebody had asked, um, you're a woman on the go. And in just talking about friendships, which I've just spoken about right now, is it hard for you to make and create meaningful, meaningful relationships and friendships with people? Because like you're all over the place, you know? all over the place by like she's traveling i'm calling jessica she's like i'm sorry i'm in the south of france i can't talk right now dear girl i can't see you this weekend i'm in sudan i'm here i'm doing this and this like how is it for you to balance all those things i am really good at maintaining friendships and all of my friends will say this um you probably know this because i'm like "Mm, i see her in my city (laughs) um but I, you know, I'm very grateful that I have friends all over the world and I make it a point not only to see people when I'm physically in their city, but I'm the person like I FaceTime folks, I text folks because my relationships are more important to me than anything in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, because when it's all said and done, when, you know, I decide to retire from public life and I go and I disappear. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to be hosting dinner parties and having friends at my house and hosting vacations around the world and doing all of that with my close friends. That's what matter most. Mm -hmm. That's what matters most to me. So I'm never going to alienate my friends for any reason. Um, But yeah, it's just because it's really important to me. So I prioritize it. And what advice would you give to somebody who's like trying to balance that like work life and personal life and also still be present? Like, is that something you've struggled with in some capacity? No, because I hate working. So I never, <laughs> have a, I never have the tilt and balance where I'm working more than anything else. Um, I think it's just important to figure out what does life mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know, I could make a lot more money, but I don't want to work all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I enjoy having downtime, being able to go to my friend's house and hang out by the pool or, you know, just going to a friend's house and laying on the couch. Like that stuff is important to me. Like my mom, the other day I talked to her and she was like, you're just not coming home. So I'm like, (laughs) all right, I booked a trip to Detroit that day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I have that flexibility and that's important. 
Um, so for me, it's really figuring out what's important in your life. If you think money is more important than people, do you. Mm. But I think, again, um, when it all boils down to it, when, you, when it's, you're celebrating your birthday, you're celebrating your wedding, you're celebrating all of these milestones, or you're celebrating... T- you're, there's tough things. Like, you have a friend die, a family member die. For me, I want people with me in all of those moments. Mm-hmm. And in order to have that, I have to pour into them. Mm-hmm. And that's... Like, you just have to. You can't not pour into people and then something goes left and you're trying to call them and expect them to be there for you. They're going to be like... Mm. Aren't you too busy for me? Uh-huh. Wake that up. Like, as in, is it also affecting your dating? Like, are you pouring energy into a man or something? Or like, because you might not feel like, oh, yeah, I'm sustaining my friendship. People who I care about, I see you, I'm here with you, we're keeping that. But babe, you can't be in South of France and your man, man dem is in Los Angeles and all these things. Or is it a, are you having flings in all these countries? Like, what is it giving, Jessica? Let us know, girl. Um, first of all, I wish I was having flings in all these countries. If you are in a country and you would like to fling, call me. Let us know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's something that I have really decided to focus on this year. It hasn't been easy. And I think you know what it's like when you are a public figure, like how, how some men will view you, how it can be difficult to meet people who want you just for you as opposed to anything else. Um, meeting men who aren't intimidated like that's mm-hmm. probably the biggest challenge uh so you know i'm focused on it um that's all i can do i'm i'm, I'm being open uh, i use dating apps sometimes but i'm just really trying to get it in where i can well if there's a fling who's listening how can they get to know you or what is it that like can pique your interest like yeah i'm interested in this person or that person I like like what is it Ooh, um besides being tall and athletically fit um <laughs> i think being intellectually curious kind and funny so i think it's really important like that they have confidence because whether we're on a red carpet or we're at some event like sometimes i'm going to be there holding your hand but sometimes i have to get around and mingle and i just want a man with me who can be in that space handle himself feel good about himself um and then we go out after Okay, period. By ourselves. You heard it right here. Please, the flings start lining up. We'll be taking applications starting um, next month. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you, flings. (laughs) Thank you, flings. (laughs) Love you, flings. Um, Somebody else asked, so you have spoken about being an American-born Ugandan. Um, This person asked, you come from an African family. Did your parents always support you in in your decision to be doing what you're currently doing? No. Hmm. <laughs> what? Wait, what were you doing before you were like, I'm going to travel the world and do these things? What were you doing? I was working a really well-paid corporate job. I was doing pharmaceutical sales. Oh. And I. it was like, picture this. It was the fall of 2007. The world is going into economic collapse. <laughs> my company had laid off 20,000 people. I did not lose my job. And there I was quitting my job. Oh. And on top of that, I shaved my head. My family was like, are you mad? No, you quit like, your what? job and shaved your head? <laughs> yeah. That one, they were, they said, it's over. 
it's done. It's over. It's over. It's over. Because they're just like, what is wrong with you? What is happening? <laughs> what has gotten into you? Um, and so they, you know, they were just kind of like, what is she doing? I'm the baby, so I get away with a lot. My mom is always very easygoing. My father passed um, 20 years ago now. But it's my uncle. It's everybody else. My mom is kind of like, well, whatever. Do you have enough money? Can you feed yourself? <laughs> Everyone else is kind of concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember this was April 2018. I was featured on CNN. Oh. So, mind you, I quit that job 2008. We're talking about a decade. That's a long time, huh? Okay. I was featured on CNN, and that's when my mom was like, hmm, okay, all right. Because you got to think, in between that time, so I taught English in Japan. I traveled for nine months. I did my master's at the London School of Economics, so I got them all back on my side when Period. I did my graduate degree. Uh-huh. I worked for the UN, so they were like, yes. She's back. She's doing well. Right? But then when I kept quitting, they're like, wait, what? What are you doing? (laughs) And I I quit my last job at a consulting firm in D.C. in 2015. And they were really just like, this girl is off her rocker. (laughs) Um, But that 2018 CNN travel piece, that really hit. It hit for them. And they were like, okay, now we see it. Yeah. Now, mind you, I had been in Forbes and Condé Nast Traveler and a number of other things. No, but Bloomberg. The thing with like. You know, CNN is the African Bible. CNN, yeah, it's the African Bible. Like, that's the thing. Like, and I've experienced that with my my family too. Like, it was like, I did all these things and then Vogue, they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. But I was like, yo, I've been killing it. Everything (laughs) Everything I've done, they're like, Oh, okay, fine. Now, now you can do what you're doing. And this person goes on to ask, what advice would you give someone who is struggling to prove the worth of their dreams to their parents? Uh, stop trying to prove the worth of your dreams to your parents. Like, literally, you have to just stop. Like, if you sit up and you're trying to make your parents happy, it results in a lot of misery. Mm-hmm. And I think you can't share your dreams with everyone. Not everyone is going to believe in you. If it's really what you want to do, you got to focus on it and just do it. Mm-hmm. But we, as the children of immigrants or as immigrants, we got to let that go. 100%. Like, let, let them be mad. Be mad. You'll be fine. No, because at the end of the day, your parents have already lived their lives. Okay, mm-hmm. and so if it is a it's a thing of them living vicariously through you, it can't you can't be that person. You have to live your life for you. And I've talked to so many of my friends who did the the degree for their parents, who did the job for their parents, who married the person for their parents, and all these things, and they're ending up in a life where they didn't do the things that made them happy. And now you're like, what? You know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's tough though. Do you not think so? I think it, it's no, tough. it's tough. I'm not. It's. I'm not gonna say it's easy. Look, because I'm the baby, I had a little bit of buffer, <laughs> you know. So my sisters had to deal with a lot more than I did. So being the baby is definitely it's a little bit easier because I'm just like you've got two other children. Worry about them. Uh, let me live. But no, it's tough for sure. But I think you know I already spoke a little about, bit about freedom. Mm. That freedom is all encompassing because mm. so much of my freedom is I'm not worried about what other people think of me and the work that I do. Mm. I'm worried about do I feel good about the work that I'm putting out into the world? Mm-hmm. Is the work I'm putting out in the world authentic to me, to who I am and what I want to share with the world? That's the only thing that matters. I mean, I definitely sometimes like, I can't embarrass my mother. And sometimes <laughs> I do get texts and I'm like, uh, or she calls me and I'm like, I wasn't naked, mommy. I promise. You know, so there's definitely sometimes it happens and I definitely cringe. Mm -hmm. But overall, I'm like the reason I'm living the life that I'm living now is because I wasn't listening to naysayers and I wasn't trying to live my life for somebody else. 
and that's the thing all these people that you think oh the opinions and i feel like especially in african cultures regardless of where you are it's always like what will they think what will the family say what will the community oh, say a hundred percent they will say everything but at the end of the day it's your life and it's hard to de like to unlearn that especially when that's mm. just the the life you've been you've been seeing or like the culture you've been um raised in yeah but at the end of the day the aunties will talk the uncles will talk but you still have to live your life for you you do because and that's it's so funny you say that because the thing is half the time with your parents it's not even what they think they're concerned about what other Other people people are gonna say yeah which is the craziest thing like even with my mom i know that it's about what other people in uganda are gonna say Mm -hmm. it's not even about her uh, what she really thinks it's about what other people in uganda are gonna say honestly because for me my parents are mad chill and like they can be like okay cool whatever do that but then they'll think "Ah, what will the women's group think what would the people from the church think? No, but it's it's about us. It's about me, honey. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's kind mm-hmm. of just where it ends. And somebody else asked, um, well, they said, first, you are the first black woman to travel every country, which is a feat. Yo, does your friend... Can you can you say that your friend has done that? No, Mm-mm. and my friend has. Come on, wake that up, okay? Um, does it bother you when people say the first black this and the first black that when it comes to you and when it comes to referring to your success? Uh, no, mm. I don't mind it because I think it's an important note right but i think beyond that what people have to understand is like less than 300 people in the entire globe we're talking nearly 8 billion people have been to every country in the world so aside from me being the first black woman to do it Mm -hmm. which is you know amazing it's also just really really hard Mm -hmm. um but i'm okay with that piece of it for sure i'm fine with that it doesn't bother you in any capacity no because i think it's a fact. <laughs> and, <laughs> it is a fact. And I think, like, representation matters. And so, for me, I didn't need a blueprint, mm-hmm. right? I didn't need to see someone who looked like me doing something in order to feel like I could do it. A lot of people do need that, and I am the blueprint for a lot of people. I mean, I get emails mm-hmm. and DMs every day. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm very happy that I can be that for other people, You know, I mean, obviously, I don't have to say I'm black because you can see me like I'm (laughs) unmistakably black, Um, but I don't mind the call out as long as no one tries to like pigeonhole me. I don't mind the call out. Then what got you to the point where you said, I'm just going to do this like you hadn't been seeing a representation or whatever. Was it that you hadn't seen the representation of black women who have done this or like, did you just want to do it? What propelled you to be like this? What I'm doing, period, doing it, done it, killed it. I just wanted to do it. I didn't know anyone who had done it. I when I because I've been wanting to travel to every country in the world since my early twenties, and I even talk about it on my blog every year. I would go down and be like, "Oh, I visited X number of new countries." I've always been a person who's like trying to fill in this map. Mm. I always thought I would do it by the time I was forty or fifty, mm. but I wasn't looking around like, "Oh, has somebody done this? Has someone gotten?" credit for it no it was just like i'm a geography nerd and i like travel and i wanted to see my map filled in and so i think the shift came in 2017 when i was like all right i'm gonna do this by my 35th birthday Mm -hmm. and i want to be the first black woman to do it that's when the shift came but 2017 that february i was in bali that was country number 60 so i was like 
well on my way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Before I had Instagram, I'd been to over 30 countries. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people like to make up this... I'm like, can I curse? Yeah, curse, girl, curse. <laughs> I'm like, a lot of people try to make up this bullshit about me. Like, oh, she's doing it for the gram. And I'm like, baby, mm-hmm. I was doing it before the gram literally existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's the thing. People don't want to check the record books. They just want to see where you're at today and, like, make up all these stories. But I'm like, I'm so not new to this. You know what I mean? True I started my blog in 2008 when there were no real smartphones. There were no apps on the iPhone. I started a blog back then. I was living abroad. There was no WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. There was no Instagram. And I was living ablo- abroad and blogging about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm, I've am i been doing this for a really long time. Um, you know, shoot, that's what, going on Yeah, over 15 years. Girl, you've really been doing this. You've been in the travel industry, which has its own perks and and its cons and all these things. And so we have somebody who has asked us, I'm a recent travel blogger. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm finding it hard to really find community. What advice would you give for me for somebody who's starting out to really find community, but also make connections with other travel creators? To me, it has to be organic. Mm. So I don't, I mean, I know everybody in the, black travel community mm-hmm. um that's where a lot of my enemies are okay I'm her. Um, spill the tea but a lot, but a lot of my <laughs> a lot of my friends are there too <laughs> um and so but i i just you know my community from there the people who i'm still deeply connected with are people who i would be friends if they didn't work in travel mm-hmm. and i think that's really important I don't try to find community with someone for one thing that I have. It's like, for me, it's an energy thing. So I think if you want to find community with people online, people you're following, you know, you should genuinely be commenting on their pictures. Like, when they put up stories, like, genuinely comment, you know? And then that's how relationships get built. I mean, we we were internet friends, Mm -hmm. and now we're real-life friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I have a lot of people who... I was internet friends with, but now they're actual friends in real life. And it's because, like, I think about Simply Sin. I've been following her since probably, like, 2012 or something. And I remember 2014, I think it was, I was somewhere in Brooklyn. And I was like, oh, my God, hey. <laughs> and she knew who I was. And I was like, what? Because I didn't, I don't even think I had 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. But she knew who I was because I used to always comment on her stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so we, you know, we were able to build a genuine relationship that way. Same thing with, like, Spirited Pursuit, Lee Latumba. So there's all these people that, like, it's just because I love their stuff genuinely. And I would just comment. And then, you know, eventually you meet in person. And you're like, oh, my God. No. I feel like we're friends. I know. And that's how it goes. I think you have to put yourself out there a little bit to make that connection. Like, it doesn't matter even if you're in the same same, you know, um, industry, same space, whatever, you have to go out of your way to make that connection so that you can continue making those, those, um, relationships with people. It, it, it's that extra mile that you have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause if you just DM someone like be my friend, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> but if you like, if you genuinely are building a connection through like responses to stories, comments, whatever, then it's, it's a little easier. And then you know, like, especially if you're in a big city like New York, then you go out and you see, like, oh, my gosh. Like, even meeting Oyen, everybody who came to my book event, mm-hmm. like, there were a lot of people I hadn't met. Per- that was, like, it was so dope. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I follow all y'all on the internet, and now y'all are here. This is amazing. 
Um, you know, and so you get those fun moments or like Art Basel or when you go to these bigger events, then you start to see everyone in real life and it's like, you're cool because you've been interacting on the internet. I love fam. I feel like with all this travel, I want to know what was the worst travel experience you've had? Okay, so the worst travel experience I ever had was when I was leaving Pakistan. Mm. And I want to start this by saying I love Pakistan. Can't wait to go back. Um, I went to Islamabad and Lahore. I was traveling solo, had a great time, met a lot of really amazing people, some dope photographers that um, I got to hang out with in both of the cities. And it was just great. Then I had to leave that country and everything went left. Um, Why? Because, you know, there's a lot of global anti-African sentiment. Uh-huh. And so when I was leaving, uh, you know, a lot of airports, you go in and they do security before you even check in. Mm-hmm. They let you pass your luggage through the thing or whatever. And so um, I did that. And then they pulled me to the side. They were going through all my luggage. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, on my phone, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I had like a 4 a.m. flight to uh, New York via Doha. And... Long story short, I gave them my passport. They asked for it. I'm like, okay. They looked at my American passport, which had my Pakistani visa in it. They were like, do you have another passport? I lied and said no, because my Ugandan passport was irrelevant here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And they ended up putting me in like an x-ray and not a metal detector, an x-ray. And I was nervous. Wait, what do you mean an x-ray? Like an x-ray machine? An x-ray machine. They had like in this little back part of the, like that area of the airport. And when I was like, what is going on? And they were like, oh, sometimes people keep the drugs in their stomach. Uh Uh-huh. So they didn't find drugs in my suitcase. So they thought the drugs, I was holding them in my stomach. So they put me in an x-ray to see if I had drugs in my stomach. So at this point, I'm like shook. I'm so shook. And I'm by myself. It's the middle of the night. And I'm like, okay. So finally, they let me go. And I go check in. The people at check-in were rude to me. I was like the last person to check in for my flight. Then I go to security. And in Muslim countries, women go in security in like a, a, a little room. I go in and the woman is groping my vagina. I've never had this happen to me anywhere in the world. Oh my God. So she's groping my vagina and then she makes me spread my legs and continues doing it. And I, when I, I'm like in tears at this point and I'm just like, what is happening? This is and so, yeah, when I got out, I'm like, I'm like on my breaking point. And mind you, this is like, maybe my second or third to last country before I'm finishing this whole shit. Um, And I remember I saw these guys there on the other side who I had seen earlier. And one was Pakistani American and one was black. It was his friend. They were traveling together and they saw me. And so they called me over and they were so sweet. Like I sat down with them. They like gave me like snacks and juice and they just helped me to like calm down. And I'm always and forever grateful for them for that moment. But um, yeah, you know, because the fact of the matter is like being an African traveler, just African appearing. Mm -hmm. That's why I have most of my issues. It's not about the fact that I'm black. It's about the fact that I am visibly African, Mm -hmm. that I have a lot of the issues that I've had with immigration. So most of my negative travel stories have to do with immigration um, in countries. And so that was the worst of it. But and like I I said, I, I love Pakistan and I recognize that immigration they're trained by the west mm. they're that anti-african racist shit is something that the re- the west is installing into them mm-hmm. um so i don't you know i don't have anything against the pakistani people but fuck their immigration that mm. is insane girl i am so sorry that happened 
I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. For for people who are afraid to travel outside of the country, because um, there's a lot of people who send just questions being like, I'm afraid to travel. I've only been to like Miami, all these things. Like, what advice would you give to somebody who's like a little afraid? I would say, first of all, get your passport right now. But <laughs> uh, what would you tell them, baby? Yo, just go. I think like, you know, in my book, um, I quoted Malcolm X and I said, I'm going to paraphrase Malcolm X now, but he said something like America propaganda is such that it wants you to believe no matter how bad you catch it in, a, in America, mm-hmm. it's way worse anywhere else. And so that is what it is. Like living in America, we're just told this is the greatest country. Everything else is scary. Don't go away. Mm-hmm. When it's like, actually, this is not the best country in the world. There's a lot of dope places to go mm-hmm. and visit. Um, and so I would just say, just go. Like, you have to ask yourself, what are you afraid of? Are you just afraid of the unknown? Like, I don't, like, I'm not afraid of people. Mm. And one of the biggest lessons that I learned visiting every country in the world is that most people are good. Like, I know this to my core. Mm-hmm. Just think about your average week. How often do you have a negative experience with another human? Mm. It's so rare. You know, usually it's just like neutral or it's like, oh, like a quick little conversation, small talk in the grocery store or whatever. But it's so rare that you actually have a very negative experience with a human being. Mm -hmm. And so to me, when you think about it that way, like, why are we so afraid of strangers? Like, I consider myself to be a good person. So why am I going to assume someone that is a stranger is a bad person just because I don't know them? Yeah. No. I feel like the media really perpetuates this like other otherworldness, especially like Western media. Like when I tell people I was in Kenya, they were like, oh my God, how was it? First of all, I'm Kenyan. I live there. I lived there. That's my home. People are like, were you afraid? Of what? Of what? Of what? Of who? People, when I tell people I want to go to Mexico, oh my God, please, the cartel. Ah, come on, Sha. You just like any other country can. I can go to Gary, Indiana and get shot today. Um, you could, I could go down the block. Down the block, shot. you know what I mean? get shot. Like, you don't even gotta yeah. get in a car or get on, go a plane. on a plane. Like, we live in America. Yeah. Violence here is wild. I think a lot of it is just fear of the unknown. Yeah. Right? And you're going out of your comfort zone. But I really I really want people to just push themselves. Um, if you're scared to travel solo, I, I say get in your car and go on like a two, three hour road trip. Mm. Go to a national park near your house and like do a close solo staycation so that you can get used to like eating out by yourself and going to museums and stuff by yourself. But it's like just asking yourself, interrogating, what are you afraid of? I know, girl. I'm not afraid. I'm going to go everywhere, which I already told Jessica, please, the next time you're traveling, invite a sister, please. We're going. This brings us to my favorite part of the show. It's called The Queen's Quarters. Okay. Um, Because today we already did a few Q&A, I'm going to do a rapid fire so you can let us know what you like and what you don't like. Are you ready? Okay. You can expand if you want. You can expand if you Mm -hmm. want because there's fun. Okay. American Express or Discovery Card? American Express. Okay. Here you. Um, Use your points or save them. Use my points. How many points do you have? Please tell me. Because I know I know you probably, the way you're traveling, I know you have points. Delta, right now I have 580,000 miles. Um, my Chase Sapphire, I have probably 400,000 miles. And my Amex, I did just use them in London, so I only have like 8,000. Okay, only. Did you just, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's nothing. 
<laughs> okay. Solo trips or girl trips? Oh. I like both. You have to. Okay, but, but we've got to. Oh. Okay, I got to pick one. Mm-hmm. Okay, girls trip. Okay. Girls trip. Economy or business? Business. Which air, which, which airline? <laughs> which airline internationally and nationally? So I'm a Sky Team girl. Okay. Points. Um, so internationally for Sky Team, I would say KLM is my favorite. And then domestic, Delta only. Okay. Only. Only. <laughs> only. Plan the trip or go with the flow? Go with the flow. All the time? All the time. You don't have anxiety about that? Low-key, I do. But like sometimes I'm like, go with the flow. The only thing I plan is <laughs> I know where I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I know how I'm getting from the airport to where I'm going. I knew it. Listen, this was so fabulous having you on here, Jessica. Thank you so much, my love. I appreciate you, baby. But let the girls, the 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 babies know where they can find you. Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Jessica Nabongo. Um, you can buy my period. Book. I was Catch like, you, you have to say that. Please buy it. <laughs> please buy my book um buy three copies um but yeah other than that my website is thecatchmeifyoucan.com but you know just just google me period google Google her she is on the googles honey but thank you all so much for this thank you so much for being in us jessica we love you um but i'm a chingaguchu and you can find me at no ordinary noir on ig and tiktok i'll be back next week with another episode so make sure to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and i'll see you next week